Hi guys, welcome to episode 7 of Under the Covers with Eve. This is Sunday, October 25th, 2015. I hope you're all cozy. I'm nice and cozy here under my blankets. And, and tonight I'm going to talk to you about something that occurred to me after I went to the movies this weekend. I won't tell you what I saw because it was really, really bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, going to the movies this weekend gave me an idea for this week's episode. And that is how sex is portrayed in the movies. Now, you know, I'm a sex positive person. And one of my big things is that I don't like sex shaming. I don't like sex being called dirty or sinful or bad in any way. And so I wanted to talk about the way that I see sex being shamed in our everyday lives, in the movies, TV even too, but particularly the movies. This is just my opinion, of course, and you can disagree with it. But I thought you might want to think about this a little and see if you notice the same things I do and what it might mean. I think before I go any further, I think one of the most important things to remember is that nothing you see in a movie is there by accident. Movie makers go to great lengths to make a movie look like real life. But as I'm sure you know, it takes an enormous amount of time and effort and talent and money and everything to make a movie look like real life. And that means that every single part of it, from the script right down to the, you know, the ashtrays you see in the living room, <laughs> are put there on purpose for a reason. And if you know anything about script doctoring and how Hollywood in particular will tweak and adjust scripts and even even reshoot endings of movies if a focus group doesn't like it, then you'll understand when I say that there's a lot of things going on in a typical movie script that might not be immediately obvious on the surface. And I think this is especially true with sex. So this may sound a bit strange at first, but hear me out, okay? I've noticed that sex in the movies generally equals disaster. Death, murder, Disaster. Either that or the sexy female is portrayed as the evil one, the cause of it all. Her sex drive is responsible for everything bad that happens. Or she is in some way instrumental to all the shit that goes down in the rest of the movie. And of course, quite often, the female character that actually has sex ends up dying. <laughs> Okay, so hear me out. I'm going to give you some examples. There are some spoiler alerts here, but I think most of these movies people have seen or know, know what the, the deal is. But spoiler alert, just in case. <laughs> in some movies, there is like a one-to-one -one direct ratio of sex to death. Okay, <laughs> like in Jaws, the girl has sex on the beach, runs into the water, gets eaten by the shark, like five minutes later. Or... In uh, Winter's Tale with Colin Farrell, the couple make love, she dies. Like, right then. Or in the horror movie Cabin in the Woods, the second, the very second, the girl whips off her top while she's writhing around on top of her boyfriend. She gets killed. I mean, I think this happens quite a bit in horror movies, the sex equals death thing. If you just Google sex in horror movies, you'll see that this is a pretty common theme. I didn't make this up. And the hot girl usually gets it first. But in other movies, I mean, this goes well beyond horror. In other movies, a sexy woman has sex and, and kills her partner, like in Species, 
with Natasha Henstridge, where the whole point of her existence was to fuck and kill. <laughs> right? I mean, there's almost too many movies to mention in which the sexy woman is a killer who seduces and then kills her hapless victim. Basic instinct comes to mind, too. Sharon Stone and her leg-uncrossing scene. All she wants to do is fuck and kill, right? Or there are situations like Bedazzled, which is a brilliant movie all the same, in my opinion. Um, the devil is, in fact, you know, a very sexy Elizabeth Hurley, and she really camps it up. She does the whole sexy schoolgirl and all kinds of sexy outfits. Like, she really, she really plays it well. Um, there are, of course, tons of movies about femme fatale who use sex to bump off their husbands. You know, like To Die For with Nicole Kidman, um, The Last Seduction with Linda Fiorentino, Body Heat with Kathleen Turner. There's just so many of them. But sometimes it's just that bad things happen because the woman, usually a cougar, because she just wants sex. And again, there are so many of these to choose from. But the one that I think of most is Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. He misses his kid's birthday and sets the whole supernatural curse thing in motion. Why? Because his cougar boss wants to fuck him, right? <laughs> um, there's also, of course, the obvious slew of movies about the seductress who tempts a married man, like Fatal Attraction or What Lies Beneath or thousands of others. You know, some poor idiot is swept away by the temptation of this wicked woman and she either destroys his family or kills his pets or whatever, and he's painted as the poor victim in all of it. Then I can't forget, of course, the general sexy woman as evil category, which you see in James Bond movies. The nefarious villain has sex with Bond, and so she has to die. You know, like um, Xenia on a top, who kills guys that she fucks by squeezing them to death with her thighs. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious. She kills them while she's fucking them. And even the non-villain, Vesper Lind, she doesn't get to survive the movie, right? The only female character that survives Bond movies is Moneypenny. And why? Because she loves Bond, but she never fucks him, right? She's, she's completely pure, so she gets a pass. She gets to live. And in the new movie, uh, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., I don't know if you've seen it, um, the heroine is the one who doesn't have sex with Ilya Kiryakin. But the woman who does have sex with Napoleon Solo, well, she's evil, of course, and she gets blown up by a missile. And, you know, Game of Thrones, it isn't strictly a movie, but, of course, the most evil chick in the whole show, she fucks her brother, naturally. <laughs> um... There are also other situations which might not be so clear-cut, but I swear there's a hint of this going on. Like in Titanic, Rose and Jack have sex, and the whole fucking boat sinks. You know, kills 1,500 people. Or in X-Men, every other mutant has something freaky that lets them control the weather or freeze things or, you know, sprout wings or whatever. But Rogue, her mutation, she can't have sex, basically. She can't touch anyone in an intimate way. And how did she even find out about her mutation? She tried to fuck her boyfriend and nearly killed him. And <laughs> the really sexy woman in X-Men, the one who literally walks around naked, is Mystique, right? And she's on Magneto's side. She's evil. <laughs> um, oh, and Star Wars. 
What happened when Padme finally has sex with Anakin? He turns into Darth Vader. Oh, and she dies giving birth. So, you know, not really a great outcome there. Um, and then in disaster movies, like 2012, that one about the destruction of the Earth, according to that hype about the Mayan calendar, the characters that die in that movie all have something to do with sex or sexiness. The only ones to survive are the good, respectable, separated but reconciling mom and dad. But the sexy girlfriend, her lecherous Russian boyfriend, the hunky guy she has an affair with, and the boob job doctor. It's lights out for you guys, right? Sorry, you have to die. <laughs> um, in general, the sexiest, most beautiful, most desirable character is painted as either evil, stupid, manipulative, or outright responsible for a disaster. And he or she usually ends up dead. Usually it's a she, although that is changing. In the second Tomb Raider movie, the roles were a bit reversed. Jared Butler's character has sex with Lara Croft, so of course she shoots him. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that in all these movies, the plot or the story comes up with some way to explain why these people have to die. I get that. I'm not saying Lara Croft shoots Terry because they had sex, you know. I'm just saying that if you sort of read between the lines, the sexual characters are always the evil ones, the greedy ones, the bad guys. Lara's asexual sidekicks, just like Money Penny, you know, they get to live long, healthy lives. Um... <laughs> Sometimes a sexual woman will get a pass and be allowed to live, although more often than not something terrible is happening around her at the time. But usually this seems to only happen if she's some innocent, wide-eyed dupe, you know, usually a young wife or mother, someone who is the exact opposite of another sexual woman in the film who is the real villain. In fact, married mothers seem to be the only women who are likely to get a pass in movies. If you're not married or not a mother and you have sex in a movie, well, it's curtains for you, sweetheart. So watch out for this next time you see a sexual woman in a movie. Notice whether she's the villain or whether disaster looms all around her, whether she ends up killing or being killed. I mean, clearly this doesn't happen in every movie, but I think you'd be surprised at how often it does happen. Which is why, again, I think it's really important to, to realize that we do this and to stop shaming sex and sexual women and why I don't do it. I think we get more than enough of it. And I think it leads to all kinds of negative consequences in our relationships with each other and our attitudes about sex. So it's kind of a short episode this week, but I will be back next week with another scintillating topic of discussion. As always, I love hearing from you guys, so please don't be shy. Feel free to write in and offer me questions and comments or suggestions for future episode ideas. So enjoy Halloween this week, and I'll see you next week.